Welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we talk all things fangirl. Lately, we have been reading through Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer, which we all know is Twilight from Edward's perspective. A lot has been happening today. We will be discussing chapter 12, complications, and chapter 13, another complication. We have had some questions answered at this point, or rather, Bella has, and things are going to get even more complicated, I assume. It's just an assumption. <laughs> we haven't read yet. <laughs> I, I, I've never read this story before. What are you saying? <laughs> In any form whatsoever. I haven't read it. I haven't watched it. What are we saying? Come on. I kid. I kid. Instead of again, this one uh, is labeled the same thing as the corresponding chapter in Twilight. And it starts off that while Edward and Bella walk to biology, Edward notices Angela talking to a boy and finds out she likes him. Ooh. And do we know his name? We know his name. <laughs> oh, I said Ben Siding. He has a name. Yeah. His name is Ben, evidently. <laughs> yeah. I think we brought it up before, but yes, it was a fight. Have. It was a fight between me It was Caitlin. not a fight. I was just very confused because <laughs> I'd never heard of this boy before. You know how many things I've like watched or read where I completely forget about a character and I come back to it and I'm like, who the is this <laughs> but um i even have it in my notes like the first time ben is mentioned like i just have ben in all capital letters ben! Ben! <laughs> caitlin had no idea who i was talking about like we spent a good 40 yeah. minutes on it. well i i think i've just seen the movie more than i've read the book because it's oh, yeah. easier to watch a movie than read a book and ben's not in the movie yeah. even though i visualize him perfectly yeah like whenever you find i, I was finally like oh this ben guy i saw him yeah in my brain and i'm like how do i know what he looks like if i've never heard of him before <laughs> he fits so well anyway he can tell that that angela likes this mm-hmm. ben character mm-hmm. the only problem with angela and ben is that angela's taller than him by like six she's a tall girl she's a tall girl i feel that <laughs> yeah but anyway edward decides to play wingman yes for his new secret bestie angela and he plans to be less emo also yes that was a different like reading through this he's kind of like okay like i can help out angela because her love life seems a lot less complicated than my own and he's like she deserves you know a happy love story whatever and then like as he's working it out in his brain he's like well if there's a clear solution to this love story maybe there's a clear solution to my love story and i'm like yeah edward there's no vampires involved in angela's love story (laughs) so i I think her solution's a little bit clearer than yours. Which he yeah. kind of points it out when he's like, yeah, this, this, there's this human with this human, so it should work out, you mm-hmm. know? And He's then- sitting there watching like a rom romantic movie, and he's like, I don't understand. Why can't they be together? There's nothing in the way. Yeah. It's just miscommunication. Come on, you guys. <laughs> I could literally picture him watching that movie. And he's Esme. just very upset about it. Yeah. Like him, Alice, and Esme yes. all yes. Yes. curled up on the couch. They're watching The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't understand. <laughs> why am I here, guys? <laughs> No, he's like, why are y'all making me watch this? And then he gets too into it. Because he's like, they can just be, I don't understand why it's so complicated. Like, you see her the first night, you know you want to be with her, end of show. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, Edward, that's not how it works. (laughs) Not for humans, no. But anyway, because of that, he decides to be less emo. He's like, well, maybe uh, I just need to have a better disposition. 
And then they sit down for a movie in biology. And Edward spends pages being a horny virgin trying to have self-control. Yes. I wrote down with my notes. I said, a dark room. Because my brain was like, I've, I've been reading too many semi-stimmy. Stimmy. 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 <laughs> okay. I've been reading too many semi-steamy books lately. Uh-huh. So I'm like, come on, y'all. It's dark. Come on. Come on, y'all. Just get a little bit closer, you know? Longing looks, quivering touches. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Embraces. <laughs> As we see lack thereof. So he spends the entire time in biology just going over, oh, I want to touch her so bad. And then like, oh, I can't. Oh, I want to touch her <laughs> They're so bad. They're both sitting there like a foot apart with yep. their arms crossed. Yeah. And I love and how, how he was like, yeah, Bella like held the same position for the 50 minutes of this class period. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But why? I'm a leg crosser, uncrosser. I'm a fidgety person. Yeah, and especially if I have like this sexual tension right mm-hmm. beside me that I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I would be fidgeting the whole time. Probably. <laughs> after that, so he walks her to Jim and he decides to touch her cheek after a long debate with himself. Mm-hmm. I, that's, um, I just don't get it. He won't hold her hand, but he'll caress her face. Okay. Yeah, it seems a lot more intimate to touch the face as opposed to the hand. <laughs> yeah. And then In front of everyone, he touches yes. her cheek. <laughs> everyone sees this. And it's such an odd gesture anyway. When I was younger, it was like, oh, that's really sweet because you're not in it. Let's think about it. Like just if any guy <laughs> did that to me, he would come back with just like foundation. <laughs> or like, girl, you need to blend better. Or um, <laughs> if your face is really oily. Yeah. Yes. I mean. Well, I don't wear makeup and it still would be an odd Although I don't like people touching me. Um, yeah, me either. But <laughs> but like romantic partners, I don't mind them touching me. But I couldn't imagine like any romantic partner I've ever had been like gently touching my cheek. I okay. I feel like in a private setting, I wouldn't mind so much. Yeah, I, that's yeah. What I was. But the about fact that is it in front of all my peers. <laughs> who yeah, are already school, staring in be- public? Who are already staring because he's a Cullen and I'm the new girl? <laughs> I'd be like, um, why are you doing this? All right, Reba, look intensely in my eyes. <laughs> See, I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I was trying to be a vampire for you. They had to be. Cold. I don't think he touched her like that. <laughs> I thought it was like. I always imagine. No, I picture like gentle, like knuckles, okay. like a knuckle caress. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. Just, like, he petted her cheek. Or, or the note. other thing where it happens in a lot of movies where the guy will put, like, their hand on the side of their face and then, like, yes. put their thumb. Yeah, like that. Okay. <laughs> he was just saying my fingers, so I'm imagining, like, <laughs> he goes, swipe on her face in front of everyone. So, I know, there's, like, this really tiny three-year-old boy, and every time I'm around him, I'll be talking to an adult, and he will pet my arm. I probably could say that. Like, this. Like this. this. And then I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? I was like, why do you keep petting me? And he's like, because you're so cute. Oh, my gosh. And I ran away, because I was scared. <laughs> 
this one time while I was working at camp, I was sitting on these steps and I had some kids like below me and one reaches up and starts petting my legs. And at summer camp, I don't always shave as much yeah. as I need to because I'm around women and girls the whole time. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. And she's petting my leg, my semi hairy leg. <laughs> and she goes, you feel like my mom. <laughs> and I went, Okay. <laughs> If anybody, Petting is weird, okay? <laughs> if you work with children at all, you are going to be touched. You're going to be, like, violated. Violated. I get... In two ways. Edward pets Bella's cheek. <laughs> A gentle swipe. <laughs> but, Reba, was that comfortable for you? <laughs> I felt uncomfortable doing it, but I felt it needed to be done for research But there's also purposes. no sexual tension between the two. <laughs> Reba, is there? <laughs> Yeah, something to tell me. No. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask my boyfriend today. Please pet my cheek, and we're going to like, all right, it's research purposes, and he's going to do it the exact same way I. Do. They touch, and yeah. then what happens? They touch. Uh, Electricity. I got to find my place. I I got off on a very strange tangent. <laughs> then he decides he can never touch her again. <laughs> he got a vampire boner. He did. He's like. And then what does he do? He does it again later. Yeah, because he can't help himself. I mean, like, when you do something once, you want to do it again. Like, I'm thinking oh, about yeah. touching your cheek right now. Right now. <laughs> you touched it three times. Yeah. Oh, she's going to slap you next time you try and touch her. You'll be, like, oh, reaching over her and she's like, Pap. I know, it's going to be PTSD. Yeah, we're not the friends that, like, lay all over each other What or are anything. you saying? <laughs> I'm saying we're not touchy-feely. Like, most friends are like, oh, I'll hug you. We don't hug or oh, anything. No, anytime I have a friend who, like, hugs me, like mm-hmm. other friends, I'm like, hi, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, this is really weird. I had one, she, like, we hadn't seen each other in a while, and she came up and she hugged me. And after she did it, she was like, I forgot you didn't like hugs. Yeah. <laughs> because I was so uncomfortable in the hug that yeah. she was like oh i forgot <laughs> i've hugged you once in our entire friendship and it was because it had been so long since i've seen you uh-huh. and just i guess the emotions overcame me <laughs> i don't know and then i was like we did the is- full-on like run and jump bachelor moment <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, like in middle of this hug i think we both were like oh wait this is weird <laughs> we're like no no we're never gonna do that again <laughs> I'm the kind of friend who will, like, put my feet on you or in your face, but I'm not going to hug you. Yeah. Yeah, you do that quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. We're just not those type of people, Mm -mm. so I think it's funny. (laughs) Emmett thinks Edward is looking better, which shows he was more concerned than he thought or than we thought. Mm -hmm. He's like, what have you done with my brother, my real brother? Edward sees Ben walking in and Edward talks Emmett to enacting his plan on Ben. Yes. Which is like, all I can imagine is Edward being like, which I mean, we got the scene, but did we really get the scene? Because I wanted like, hey man, I need you to do me a solid. <laughs> yeah, we Like how hear, I talked like, to my brother. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really like hear like the part where he whispers the plan. All yeah. we see is... I gotta say, if it was a real sibling re- relationship, Emmett would have been like, well, what are you gonna give me? I I, maybe that's just me and my siblings, but that's why I said give me a solid because that's how me and my brother do things. It's like if you say give me a solid, you just got to do it. No, I have to like and then change the world for my brother to do anything for me. (laughs) You're owed a solid after that, but Mm -hmm. like that's how it works. Favor, you can uh, you can say no, but solid, you have to do it, but then they have to do you a solid, Mm -hmm. which that's how weird siblings work, I guess. (laughs) 
Um, but they start to talk about Angela in front of Ben, hoping to make him jealous. Yes. And boy, does it work. Uh, but does it? Ben reacts more protectively than at the thought of Edward and Angela, not jealous. Yeah. I love this scene, though. Yeah. I, I think it's so funny. It and I'm funny. like, man, I wish I could have seen this, like, acted out in some other form, you know? But Totally. But I love... You know, Emmett's like, Edward, Ben's right behind you. Yeah. And Edward's like, oh. <laughs> oh, is he? I'm like, man, y'all must be some really good actors or something. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Or not really. And then just, I feel like for some odd reason, I see it like them acting out, but they're like really bad at acting. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wait, wait, wait. Where's the line? No, I heard she was interested in someone else. Wink, wink. <laughs> Are you going to let that stop you? Not up for (coughs) competition? Okay, let me take that back. I said that. I think Edward is good at acting. I don't think Emmett's good at acting. (laughs) Okay, I can see that more. Yeah, Emmett's like like a shifty gaze every so often at Ben, making sure he's paying attention. And Edward's like, Emmett, we got to come on. He's like, don't make it so obvious. (laughs) And then Emmett's like, Edward, he's right behind you. Mm-hmm. And Edward's like, oh. <laughs> I like how he just says, huh. I said arrogantly as I turned back to Emmett. He like looks him up and, huh, sure. Yeah. She'll go after that. And um, <laughs> after listening to Ben's thoughts on Angela, Edward decides he likes Ben and he possibly could be good enough for his bestie, Angie. Angela. <laughs> <laughs> his bestie, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> they're on a nickname basis <laughs> they are angela Eddie. just like sidles up to edward and bella and she's like hey Addie," and he's like what up Angie? and bella is like what the what's going on here he's like you're are you free tomorrow yeah yeah let's face mask okay <laughs> see uh, see that was an accident but i feel like it works out perfectly <laughs> it does <laughs> But then um, Emmett tells Edward that this that it was kind of fun. And honestly, if I was a vampire, my main entertainment would be messing with humans. I oh, mean, yeah. All like, the time. I would just be, especially if I could read their minds. Yeah. You know how much I would <laughs> with them. Yeah. Like, I try to do that anyway. I don't know. I feed off chaos, though. So that <laughs> might be some of it. But it just, I, that would be my main thing would be like, I'm just going to screw with these humans real quick. Hold mm-hmm. on. All right. And then like his work is, Edward's work is done. He's like, you know what? I got all that taken care of. Now I get to spy on Bella again. And guess who he spies through? He spies via Mike. Mr. Michael Newton. And Mike is thinking something hella pervy about Bella. Mm-hmm. Edward com- contemplates murder as usual. <laughs> yes. Bella is being clumsy in the gym. <laughs> Wax Mike. <laughs> Wax Mike. Um, no, she what, throws the ball, it comes back and it hits her and then it hits no, Mike. I think it was her um, her racket, yeah. 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 Something. <laughs> She's just like, I gotta sit this one out. <laughs> Honestly, Caitlin though. Um, Me and Jim. <laughs> I gotta set this one out, y'all. I tried to play basketball with the boys at gym, and I always really, really sucked, and I always got hit with the ball. I'm super clumsy, but well, I always you- wanted to play with the boys, so. Well, you know, later on in my middle school, high school, college days, whenever I started doing band and color guard, I- I'm still very clumsy, and I still got many a bruises 
by whacking myself with a metal pole. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a Bella because yeah. I'm clumsy. Mike decides to ask Bella if she's seeing Edward and of course is rude about it. Yeah. Of course. And then Edward waits outside for Bella and they meet each other and it's so dramatic. Mike <laughs> thinks about his disdain for Edward. Uh, they walk to the parking lot. Edward drives her home. They discuss plans for Saturday and Edward hunting. Um, Bella's like, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Can I go? We were discussing that last time, or I guess off the record, we were discussing. Yeah. I don't think it was on. How it's crazy that they never really thought about that as like, oh, hey, maybe they're really super animalistic at this point. Mm-hmm. It I would know. Be- I think we talked about it in one of the previous. Did yeah. we talk about it? I think we actually did. But Daughters of Darkness was the only one I've ever seen that had the humans watch them hunt and it'd be okay. And then Edward wants to make out with Bella. And from now on, I'm just going to say sexual tension every time this happens because it happens so much. Mm -hmm. So dang much. I'm pretty sure I only have like one page of notes because the entire chapter is like sexual tension, being emo, sexual tension, questions. Edward goes home and is confronted by Rosalie about telling Bella, mm-hmm. and they discuss the Black family breaking the contract, and, like, everything's resolved in, like, 2.2 seconds. Yeah, there's only, like, three and a half pages of this scene, and that's not a lot of interaction Mm-mm. for this, such a big revelation for yeah. their family. it's just like, and by the end of it, it's just like, oh, okay, I guess we're not gonna do anything. Wait, the Black family? Yeah, the Black family. That's the, not in this chapter. They discuss it. It yeah. didn't happen. In this chapter, mm. but about Jacob breaking the contract. Yeah. Oh, by telling yeah. her stuff. Yeah. yeah. He says it yeah. wasn't an intentional breach. It pro- it's probably something we should have foreseen. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and like, she's like, what are you talking about? And he says, Bella is friends with the great grandson of Ephraim Black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is one part like after their little discussion before he goes home. And you know, this whole chapter, he keeps on saying, no more mistakes, Mm -hmm. no more mistakes, even though he keeps on making what is to him mistakes. And then at like at the end, like after he leaves or whatever, he says, it seemed as though I was always running toward Bella or away from her, never staying in place. Which I thought was a really interesting line because so far we've seen the past 300 pages. He is either, you know, going full force, giving her a little Q&A or running away. And he's like, what would happen if I just, if we just worked this out? I'm checking to see if Edward's a Gemini. Hold on. I think that that, it definitely does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And whenever you first brought up the Gemini thing, I thought about that line. I didn't bring it up because we hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah. But that was just something that I felt very pointed because I feel like it just sums up his feelings up to this point. He's on the cusp, but he's a, I would say a Gemini because it's June 20th and 21st is when it, I think when it cuts, but yeah, I would say he's. He's a gem. What I a gem. I find it interesting, like, back to the scene of him going home, that, like, one of the things they say to him, like, right there towards the end is, like, you've changed. Mm-hmm. So, like, that he's not the the same Edward he's always been. Yeah, like, this he's inter- not. Like, like, this interaction has significantly changed mm-hmm. him that the family even mm-hmm. notices. Also... I'm on this, uh, I just Googled it, but it also says, this says that he's an Aries, which makes no sense because there's, if his birthday's in June, then there's no possible way. Yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, I would say he definitely gives the Gemini vibes just because he's split 
mm-hmm. on everything, and it's always extreme. Mm-hmm. One extreme or the other with Sir Eddie Boy. That's why I can relate a lot. <laughs> Rosalie wants to smash his car. Yeah. But he knows that she won't. Their dynamic is so interesting. It like is. Later on, and we'll get there later, but there is, he brings up how Rosalie probably would want to murder him, but never would because there still is some love there and i don't know i think they have an interesting dynamic and it's not from like the viewpoint of like they were supposed to be together in this little perfect Mm -hmm. world but kind of just that weird sibling kind of relationship honestly their sibling relationship is what i would see more Mm -hmm. in siblings like younger siblings really Mm -hmm. and truly but i think it's because they've grown up a lot of the sibling dynamics that i have personally written have you know kind of been that tense mm-hmm. where like they hate each other and yeah. they're gonna fight and like whatever but at the end of the day there is that love there they would yeah. do and i think it is really anything. because they were together the longest mm-hmm. i mean out of all the siblings edward and rosalie yeah. were together the longest so of course and of course their personalities don't really mm-hmm. mix mm-hmm. well either but just that time bonding even if you don't g-haul pretty well it's still gonna be you're still gonna have a bond with that person because you were in a family dynamic with that person for so long but anyway i don't really have any notes on this chapter that i didn't go through at the end or anything i mean yeah it's just he's just going in deeper you know bella the sexual tension is building we Mm -hmm. we need some sort of release we're not going to get that anytime soon. <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. I don't know. I don't remember when it happens, but I'm like, y'all, y'all need something. Kiss. 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 do they kiss? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. But yes, that was complications. Mm-hmm. Chapter 13. We got another one. Mm-hmm. Another complication, it seems. It couldn't get any more complicated than the words of Avril Lavigne. Why did you have to go and make things so complicated? (laughs) Okay. So, chapter 13, the corresponding chapter in Twilight is balancing. Edward doesn't feel guilty about watching her sleep because he's practicing being around her. Yeah, I wish he would finally tell her that he comes in every night. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's one of those things where you are putting it off for multiple reasons, but also, if you're really into this girl, you should probably let her know. By the way. (laughs) Other than for her to wake up in the middle of the night and find him there. (laughs) And I'm aggressive. (laughs) I would be aggressive if someone, I mean, like, yeah, he's Start throwing things. I would throw hands i wouldn't be like who the hell are you in my room <laughs> but bella is sleeping restlessly from what i can only imagine is sexual tension as she says edward's name over and over and you gotta think he's having all this sexual tension and she's feeling it yeah and, yeah I'm like yeah come on do something <laughs> do something I did have to note, whenever he starts reading Charlie's thoughts, I'm like, Charlie, I mean, Charlie is not that great of a communicator, but I was like, MVP Charlie, because he is still very worried about her. He's like, does she have friends? Is she okay? Like, why isn't she going to the dance? What's going on there? She looks really sad. What's going on with her? Maybe I should call her mom and ask for advice. And I'm like, aww. (laughs) I know. He's the real MVP. Uh This is why I love Charlie so much in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You skipped a little bit because she woke up a few times and Edward d- just decided to hide. Yeah. He didn't, like, go anywhere. He's just sitting in the corner of her room staring at Which her. Which is worse. Because once this- again, I'd be like, there's a 
fucking demon in my room and I'm yeah. going to fight it. And obviously, after the way she reacted to what happened to poor Angelus, we know how she would react to this. Yeah. She's like, okay. Okay, so it becomes morning time and he sits in a tree and listens to Charlie worry about Bella and their morning conversation. And he ponders about Bella's grandparents. We went over that earlier. And Edward gets his car to park it in or to get Bella. Okay, and more sexual tension and Bella's sweaters. Bella sweaters. She is wearing an ugly ass sweater. Even though Edward doesn't see it that way. Is this the, oh, this is the, this is the brown brown turtleneck, (laughs) which I envision to be the ugliest thing. But it's more form fitting. It's more form fitting. Which he obviously hates and likes at the same time. Oh, yeah. Well, he likes the way that she looks, but he doesn't like the way that he feels about it. Where he's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Another vampire boner. But anyway. (laughs) flirting happens um they talk about lincoln park and i just wanted to say i did not (laughs) have time to look up but i'm gonna do it here shortly is stephanie had playlist for Mm -hmm. each book there were playlists and i used to listen to them all the time (laughs) there were sheep I, I do enjoy her music taste, I will say. Um, I want to back up to Bella, what is your favorite color? And her being like, it depends on the day. Well, what's your favorite color today? Brown. Why do you like the color brown? And she's like, I like brown things. <laughs> and and like, my brain is like... <laughs> he's like, you're right. Brown is warm. And she's like... Brown is warm. I miss brown. Everything that's supposed to be brown, tree trunks, rocks, dirt, it's all covered up with squashy green stuff here. And this is where I realized that Bella and I are complete opposites. <laughs> and as this chapter goes on, I kept on seeing it. Because I, I was like, I love some lush green me too. forest fields. I, I love it. It makes me so happy. And I'm like, this is why I couldn't survive it somewhere like Arizona where there isn't that. Yeah. I'm like, no, honey. No, I don't care if brown is warm. <laughs> I, I'll, I will take a cool gray sky any day. <laughs> I also like how he brings up the him, of course, watching her sleep and her saying too green in her sleep. He's like, yeah. oh, I guess that relates to that. Yeah. yeah. And then she starts talking about movies and her movie taste is very interesting it because is it is all across the board. And this is where I started going Stephanie Meyer self insert. Oh, totally. Like, that's all this is. It is a self insert, which is very usual for authors. Mm-hmm. There are very few debut novels you will come across where there is not a self insert. Some are a lot more obvious than others. This is an obvious one. <laughs> and it makes me laugh and makes me roll my eyes every time I read a very obvious self insert. If you would like back up to the music, if you would like to listen to Stephanie Meyer's playlist for each or she calls it the soundtrack for each book. Mm-hmm. It is still available on her website. You can also look up the Cullen's cars, which I don't recommend because they did not age well with time, except for MSG, because let's be real, it's a cheap. But anyway, and then um, more mundane questions. But then I ha- I will have to say, Caitlin found disparity in the book taste, Herbert book taste to Bella's book taste, but I found a lot of similar favorite books. Oh, yeah, this is where I started scanning. Yeah. Because I was like, 
I don't care. Because my favorite book is Fahrenheit 451. Okay. Fahrenheit no, if we back up a little bit to... <laughs> it's so mundane okay. conversation, so we can just go back and forth. To what so, yeah, they have the movie conversation where he... She's like Pride and Prejudice, but also Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which I was like, those are two very different things. Very, I mean, very different. I understand, but whenever I tell people my favorite movies, they are usually the same kind of genre, just mm-hmm. me personally. Um, maybe that maybe. says more about me than her. Yeah. But, Evan, what's your favorite scent? Which is a really weird question, Edward. It is. But she's like, lavender or clean laundry? Well, I don't necessarily (laughs) think that because, which she blushes here, and later on we find out it's because it's what Edward smells like. Yeah, so Um, it's like that scene in um, Half-Blood Prince where uh, Hermione's smelling the potion, and she's like, and mint toothpaste, and she walks away because like that smell reminds her of Ron. On. <laughs> yeah, so it's that kind of thing. But yeah. the scent scene, and then him later again asking like about her favorite color, all ha- have to do with oh her favorite gemstone. Yeah, gemstone. Yeah, gemstone. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, like he recognizes like oh this question like makes her uncomfortable for some reason. I wonder why. Okay, so yeah, the but, favorite scent. Uh, but I think that's more like for gifts because that's what you ask people, kind of gauging like to um, give them small things. Okay. Like, yeah. Because I, I think I've asked questions like that before. Uh-huh. Like, what kind I'm of I'm going to get you a candle, like? Bella, that smells like clean laundry. But it's just <laughs> fascinating that those two questions that make her uncomfortable, that he doesn't realize why they make her uncomfortable. No. You know, he's so perceptive. Oh, yeah, I'm, I know. I'll ask my boyfriend, I'll be like, do you like warm tobacco smells or do you like musk or... Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find him gifts because I'm yeah. a gift giver. And if Edward's like me in the whole Gemini but, aspect. But also sometimes when I'm like with someone, I do it a lot whenever mm-hmm. I'm with kids because you got to find something appropriate to talk about. So oh, I, yeah. I'll just ask them random questions like, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite Disney character? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite smell? What's your favorite candy? What's your favorite chocolate candy? Yeah. I'll just ask them random questions like that. But he wants to know everything about that. Yeah. So, so like in the whole what's your favorite movie, she goes on to add Beauty and the Beast and the Empire Strikes Back. So once again, two very different movies. (laughs) Very different. And then her favorite candy is black licorice and Sour Patch Kids. And I'm like, how grown up is she? She's she's an old woman. Like Edward's an old man. (laughs) That's why they're perfect together. You know, you said that, and I was like, well, my movie tastes—they're different genres, but they're all pretty dark. So I don't know. (laughs) Like like I said, maybe it's just me where I'm like, uh you just you get to know just a couple things about me, and then you're good. You're set. Rom coms all the way for her. Yeah. Now I will say I'm not stuck in one genre, but I do feel like my favorite. If I were to tell you my favorite movies, like just right off the top of my head, same. They would be in it like dark, gritty, action y kind of. It kind of goes for me with like whenever I was talking about how I don't like classics and I don't read for education, I read for pleasure. Mm -hmm. Same with my favorite movies and TV shows. If you ask me, I'll say, okay, a really good movie that I appreciate is this. However, my favorite movie, which isn't that great, is this. Yeah. Because for me, my favorite is something I can sit down, I can watch it, read Mm -hmm. it, view it anytime. Yeah. While other things like, Maybe not. Even like my favorite food, mm-hmm. I love like you know some fancier stuff sometimes. But I'm still gonna be like pizza because I can always eat some pizza. That's true. So, yeah. but then again, like when I'm sick, I'm gonna watch like Pulp Fiction or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just for me. Whenever I'm asked about my favorite things, it's more of like.
like whatever your comfort things like yeah. what makes you comfortable and her stuff is all across the board where I was like if I was sick and I really just wanted to watch Pride and Prejudice and you put in Empire Strikes Back because it's one of my favorite movies that's not the movie I want to watch now that's not the genre I want to view yeah, right now so you need to narrow it down Bella. which by the way I don't think the Colin Firth Pride and Prejudice would count as a movie it's a miniseries but whatever yeah I wondered about that I was like she was like really the six hour movie that's not a six hour movie it's a miniseries <laughs> but no I do agree you, when you want comfort that does make sense that you would go for your favorite being your comfort mm-hmm. but I could see where like I will rewatch movies over and over and over again mm-hmm. if I like them it doesn't Same. matter yeah. what you know what yeah. they are what genre. but some people they'll say like oh my favorite thing is this and it's something very like obscure yeah very obscure niche and I'm like but you wouldn't just sit down and like any kind of mood and watch that you have mm-hmm. to find yourself in the right mood for me whenever I think about my favorite things like I said it's mm-hmm. something I'm comfortable with yeah. in any setting or like I'm gonna show it to anyone I don't care I'm like this is my favorite movie that we're gonna watch right now oh yeah every boyfriend I've ever had I'd like hold them hostage and make them watch my favorite movies because mm-hmm. I think that's what you're supposed to do yeah and then um, yeah. he asked where she wants to travel and she has to think about it and like her answers I thought were really interesting because she's like i would love to go to new york because it's a big city but it's not like la and phoenix because new york is compact and like she said it's very vertical unlike la and phoenix which are sprawled out like you gotta drive everywhere in those places and then she talks about english england and like how she would love to go there and i'm just like edward why did we never go to new york or england why didn't you ever take your girl out especially england because he went to england and it not been an issue yeah about the weather or anything Uh i mean if you had planned that out well enough these couple of chapters with the little q a and bella's answering these questions kind of makes me really sad for her yeah because the things don't happen the way that maybe he tries to make up for it mm-hmm. after the books end. but we don't see that we don't see it but i maybe. feel like we just see a glimpse of their lives but also they're interrupted by a kid so yeah that might not I, be i've got some thoughts about that later on they get to any of that's their honeymoon and that is also interrupted so yeah i've got some thoughts about that for later but we'll hear on for now um and then there's obviously more sexual tension mm-hmm. is there anything else y'all want to discuss about their their talks with wait wait um, i marked something before we hit we head to spanish class I mean, she talks a little bit about, like, her mom and stuff and a lot of her life in Phoenix. No, I marked where um, she's like, well, what's your favorite movie? And he's like, no, no, no. It's it's my day to ask you questions. And I'm not bored by your answers. And I'm like, okay, but also you're in love with her. So. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Bella thinks she's boring. Yeah. And she's like, why does this boy like me so much? Yeah. But also, that would bug the hell out of me if I'm asking questions and they're like, no, no, no. No, I want to talk about you today. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. This is a conversation, not a Q&A. <laughs> you have to give me responses Yeah, back. it's so much better when you go back and forth. But okay, it's a choice. It's a choice. I think it's, I think it would have been better as a conversation, but because she hounded him so much about questions in the previous chapters that he's like, you, I can't read anything from you. You've got to give me something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also, he half-heartedly answers every question yeah, she no. has. It's never like a simple question that he's just like oh yeah it's this no it's always like convoluted and uh, okay I, I gotta put it this way and then this way mm-hmm. I, I feel like if they want to start a relationship 
Edward, you need to give her like some very, you know, normal people answers to stuff. Where yeah. like she asks, What's your favorite movie? And you just tell her. It doesn't have to be complicated. I do love the part whenever they're talking about music and she starts talking about Phantom of the Opera. Because mm-hmm. I'm me. like, That's me and my mom in the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's how me and my boyfriend bonded is because he's in love with the Phantom of the Opera, mm-hmm. the book, the musical, the everything. Yeah. Oh, and also backing up to the books where he like starts seeing like the female characters in Bella. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's so cute. Okay. So after he drops her off for her class, he hits Spanish class and Edward finds the fruits of his antics have worked out perfectly meaning ben and angela are going on a date and he's like yes this is the best day ever (laughs) i knew you're gonna start singing that (laughs) for my bestie he's like giddy he's like angela i heard you're going on a date she's like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh what you wearing let me help you what you wearing I wish Angela had been more in the, all of their group dynamics because I could see her interacting with Alice a ton, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Alice knows Angela. She knows everybody in the town, and she's she's also secret besties with people that don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alice definitely is. Yeah. She has, but she's more limited on contact than Edward is with Angela. <laughs> like, she's more mem- limited with all the people she finds as, like, friends and stuff. But anyway, uh, Edward decides that he likes Ben even more. Uh, Mike is being a dick. What's new? Yeah. Yeah, really. The siblings placed bets on the outcome of Bella Swan. Edward counts the minutes until he can punch, punch Emmett in, in the, the face. face. <laughs> Around the 12 minute mark, though, he decides it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Now he'll just do it later. You know, just some other uh, opportunity, you know. Oh, well, Emmett will instigate something eventually. Yeah, no, yes. exactly. There's yeah. like, that sibling relationship I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> he meets Bella and more mundane stuff to talk about. They start talking about Phoenix. Yeah. And her house and her bedroom. And which bedroom are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's the part where you're like, really, Edward? <laughs> oh, there was one part where I noted, um, whenever they're talking about Phoenix, and he was like yeah i don't know if i ever go down to phoenix um it's too close for comfort to the lands the aggressive southern Southern clans clans claimed and i'm like aggressive southern clans what are we talking about yeah i was wondering if that was ever mentioned in the other book yeah that's why i marked it i was like what who we still don't know because we we will never know we will <laughs> i mean is that not part of the group that maria is in charge i mean of? that's why i was just not wondering where were they at they were in the that region towards texas okay it's like so, i don't know like how far it extended out though uh-huh. mm-hmm. they're vampires they could get anywhere pretty fast mm-hmm. <laughs> also was, like i mean that's probably what he was talking base? about if you got that many vampires <laughs> i don't know if it's been mentioned yet or not but i've always wondered where all they have lived because edward mentions that they lived in new Orleans yeah yeah and yeah. i was like yeah, he's okay a few places so far oh so it has been in these parts i can't remember there's like a f- uh, several chapters ago like towards the beginning he talked about another place that they lived in mm-hmm. and he even talks about traveling was, through southern california yeah mm-hmm. i think that he talked about when they lived in canada at some point mm-hmm. yeah he's talked about new orleans here 
Canada makes sense because of the weather. Yeah. But New Orleans was a strange one. New to Orleans, me. but it's chock full of vampires. I was yeah. talking about uh I know, I've watched the originals, okay, yeah. <laughs> the spinoff of Vampire Diaries. Uh but Count Saint Germain, I was talking about him yesterday being mm-hmm. a French aristocrat. Well, he allegedly moved to New Orleans and there's a place that he allegedly has there. So maybe it's a big vampire. Mm-hmm. They all hang just out hang out there. And just come out at night. But um them and the Carter brothers and like it may be a nod to Anne Rice mm-hmm. because a lot of it is in New Orleans. Well not a lot of it, but like the main story was in New Orleans and stuff. So I wonder if that is the reason Stephanie decided to throw that in there. Maybe. But I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And I would just wonder like what is their places that they have marked off that they don't go. Mm-hmm. Because New Orleans isn't a rainy dreary place like Mm-mm. you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to go to school there a high school there and be there regularly you would no. be tardy a lot um or not tardy but absent a lot i also find it interesting in this part where they're talking about bella's house in phoenix how she talks about how messy she is at her house in phoenix compared to how she is in forks yeah yeah and like edward just can't imagine her being like that well yeah and she talks about she's like my bedroom back in phoenix was so much smaller than my bedroom here and I'm like I know she's like yeah I had a twin bed and I was like dude I feel that because that's all I got here too (laughs) like also the cost of living is probably a lot cheaper in Forks than it is in Phoenix (laughs) definitely so you probably got more room and I don't know what her mom does for a living but I can't imagine it being like something super professional she mentioned so she's a she's a teacher and I was like was she a teacher because I remember nothing about that I don't remember either I feel like a chief of police might make pretty decent income and with the cost of living being so low in forks it might yeah yeah and I feel like Charlie's probably pretty stingy yeah where I imagine him to be like a Luke Danes from Gilmore Girls where he's secretly really rich even though he just looks like a hobo all the time (laughs) yeah that's what I picture yeah I just don't see Charlie like spending a lot of money on anything I imagine the house might be like a hand-me-down from the parents yeah probably yeah so he probably Probably didn't even didn't even have to pay for I mean he had to pay for the house but you know what I mean yeah so he takes her home and then we hit another complication yes. with Billy and Jacob Edward notes that Jacob's mind is easier to be in than Mike's even though Jacob is infatuated with Bella yeah he's like yeah I kind of like Jacob and then you know later he's like I hate Jacob I can't stand <laughs> him Edward listens to Jacob and Bella's conversation and uh, later on, he decides to go discuss Billy Black with Carlisle. Mm-hmm. And Carlisle asks him to go home to see Esme. And him and Esme have a sweet conversation. I'm so sweet. Well, she's she's such a mother. She doesn't say most of it no. out loud. No. But, no, but <laughs> why would you need to? I have a few different notes. I'm sorry. Back up. I didn't see them earlier. But um, one, just while Bella and Edward were talking, and she was talking about... Phoenix, I assume. Yeah. Cut, you know, she talks about Phoenix for pages, and that's where I started scanning. But she starts talking about like the architecture and the plants and everything and just like the sunsets and all that stuff. And she says, I like the minimalism. It's an honest sort of place and it doesn't hide anything. And I'm like, if she is comparing Phoenix to Forks, 
Mm-hmm. Orcs got a bunch of trees. We got the dark woods. Yeah. Like, it's hiding all kinds of secrets. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an interesting parallel right there. Yeah. Um, and then on page 283, of course, I had to mark where we mention it's twilight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, the alas, they look outside after they've been talking for a while. And Edward goes, it's twilight. Which, who says that? Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> yeah it's the time when vampires can come out to play and i'm like been playing what (laughs) you've been playing us for a while man also he is 90 years old Mm -hmm. and it could have just been something that a 90 year old would observe (laughs) it's twilight (laughs) it's twilight out but like just say something else it's getting dark dark. (laughs) the night is coming the The night night is coming to us I just always love to point out where the book title is mentioned in a book, especially if it's not obvious, like Twilight, Mm -hmm. where, you know, we all got this book and we're like, oh, that's a cool title. Mm -hmm. But like, where is it mentioned? And then we found it, obviously. But I don't know. I always think that's fun. And then throughout the other books, Mm -hmm. I love doing that, too. Yeah, my other one was just about how he's like, oh, Jacob's thoughts are very pure Mm -hmm. and open. And I'm like, oh, boy, you are in for it let me tell you he's gonna try and steal your girl but you know what it's your fault i got some qualms to pick with sir edward i gotta say got some more interesting side notes in the coming chapters Yeah. yeah yeah stay tuned but I I gotta say, like, towards the end of the chapter, like, whenever we see Carlisle and Edward's re- uh, interactions, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then just Esme really believing in Edward and, like, mm-hmm. his goodness. I'm yeah. like, that's so sweet. She even, like, mentions the bet. And she's like, I'm not involved in that. I'm sorry that they're doing this. And she's like, I'll talk I- to them. And she's like, can't wait for Emmett to rub it in their face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, I hope he rubs it in a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> Such a mom thing to do too yeah like i'm not gonna pick sides but when they lose <laughs> yeah whenever she's like oh are you gonna go over there right now to you know they all know i guess that he watches her sleep and they're not gonna say edward that's a little odd they're not going to tell him that, no. But um, he, well, he's like, even think it. They don't even. Think <laughs> that. They also know he wouldn't listen anyway. So, but like <laughs> Emmett, the only thing he says is you're going to go, or the only thing he thinks is you're going to go watch a girl sleep instead yeah. of playing a game. How pathetic! <laughs> but not like, ain't this a little freaking weird? <laughs> I don't know. But Esme's like, well, what do you do over there all night? And he's just like, I just sit there. I think. I burn. I listen. And she's like, why do you do it? It causes you pain. And he's like, the pain is the easy part. What's the hardest part? That I can't be human with her. And she's like, oh, poor sweet baby. (laughs) Oh, Esme, your kid's really f***ed up. (laughs) It's okay. It's not your fault. Y'all got anything else to add? I don't. I don't think. These are pretty straightforward chapters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the upcoming couple of chapters are a little more nitty gritty than this. So we we already go over all the sexual tension earlier, so it's just building up more sexual tension. When will we get the release? Nobody knows. (laughs) Stay tuned. There are three dots in Breaking (laughs) Dawn, and that's where the release is. (laughs) Three dots in Breaking Dawn. So thank you so much for listening to our little synopsis and our thoughts on these chapters next up we will be going through chapter 14 closer and chapter 15 probability and you know we've got some answers to some questions but there's still some other stuff that edward needs to reveal about himself including revealing himself (laughs) 
We will shed some light on the subject. (laughs) He he will dazzle her a little bit more, (laughs) if you know what I'm saying. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Let's Call It Nothing. Remember to like, subscribe, follow us, all that fun stuff. And we will see you next time.